Okay, good morning. Today's class is the Unishmat Le'abashashana, also in the Refu Shalema, and the success of Yerachmiel Dianim and Tobasha, and the success of Yerachemayim Belisheva Rebah, Gadiel Ben Lisheva, Shefa Ben Lisheva, Reina Malka Tobasha, Gadiel Ben Lisheva. God willing, tonight is Sukkot. Sukkot, very, very excited for this holiday. This holiday should bring us all tremendous amount of faith and joy. And today we're going to continue talking about the tremendous insights and the tremendous um, that we can get out of this holiday. The, today's class is going to be from the book called Advice, and it's also from the, the book called Sukkot Series, which basically t- talks and takes five, t- takes 15, 20 tzaddikim and, and basically what they say about the holiday. The Rambam says, living in a, in a frail sukkah reminds us we're merely passing through this world. Our existence is as unstable as a sukkah. Instead of relying on our sturdy houses, we place our trust in the protective shade of God, as Bnei Israel did when they left Egypt. In the wilderness, they dwelled in these flimsy huts, but God's cloud surrounded them. You shall celebrate Hashem's festival. To remember, the, the sukkah represents the, how, how vulnerable we are to the Yetzirah, how vulnerable we are. That, that flimsy sukkah that we have is it's to, to make you depend. Imagine... You're getting a three hundred. You're getting a, a hundred and fifty storm uh, mile per hour storm, and you're in a little flimsy hut. What do you do? You cry out to God. So this is a very beautiful message. That's why nothing could be the, the the ceiling of the sukkah. It can't be made out of anything made from that's plastic or anything. It has to be made from the ground because everything goes back to the ground. And and, and to, to show us how 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 temporary this world is. A very very important message. The Shem Mishmul says the Zohar says that the sukkah. Is, not, is comparable to Noah's Ark. Just as the Ark protected its occupants from the raging flood, so does the Sukkah protect us all from evil. The Gemara in Sanhedrin says that only those who had not sinned were admitted into the Ark. Perhaps this is why Sukkah is right after Yom Kippur, because we have to go into Yom Kippur. In Sukkah, we're, we're trying to protect our spiritual purity, because remember, you, in order to get very, very important. In order to get the light of the sukkah, like we said the other day, you have to rectify the, the seven, your seven apertures. Your seven apertures are, is your antenna. God, godliness is allowed to come into your life according to the, the reception that you have. You have to have, you know, we have, we have those TVs that there's no reception, the antenna's broken. You can't get the reception. The reception is created by spirituality and holiness. How do you do that? First, you have to guard your mouth. If you speak Lashon Hara, if, you don't, if your mouth is used improperly, then what happens? That it causes a blemish in the mouth. That's the one opening. Then you have the two, the two nose, the, the nostrils. How do you sanctify the nostrils? By holding in patience versus restraining with anger. A person that has abundant anger, God forbid, is considered like he served idols. He gets a soul from the other side. So you have to have a lot of patience and many stories about Sadiqim that they saw people that were that had Shalom Bayit issues, etc. They gave away their etrog so they could have domestic harmony for people and, 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 and had the whole Sukkot without an etrog. So you could see the value of the importance of holding in anger and having patience. Remember that the, the, the point of the holiday is to be happy. It's not to yell at your kids or yell at if the, you know, something is off or you don't, the light's not, the air condition. We become very irritable in life. And every little thing becomes a, a big, ir- big deal. So we have to take, take the concept that this whole holiday is all about peace 
and love and happiness and elevating God's glory, not being uh, majoring in minor things and you know getting angry over you know brain or etc. So the Zohar says that we could be saved from this, but we have to sanctify our seven apertures. So the mouth is created by lush and hara, the nose is created by patience. When a person has patience, he breathes in instead of vents out, he sanctifies his nose. How do you protect your ears? You have to be careful what you listen to. The good chances are, if you listen to Cardi B and Jay-Z, you, you might not get the light you want on the sukkah. So you have to sanctify your ears. Be careful what you listen to. Remember, the outside music is, I understand, people like it, etc. I'm not here to tell you what you do, but I'm trying to explain to you that this kind of music has a, has a negative effect on your soul. It elevates you, and then it leaves you hanging. So that's the problem. This wrong types of music you got to be careful with. Because it, it's coming from an impure place. So the ears, also, you have to be careful not to listen to Lashon Hara. And then the eyes, obviously the eyes, the person has to sanctify his eyes. So these seven apertures, which corresponds to your face, is the, to the extent that you're, you have this energy, you're able to go into a sukkah, and you're able to see these insights, and you're able to get connected to this energy that's in the sukkah already. So this is a very, very important message. Some people don't feel it. It's a good chance that the reception's off. So we have to boost our reception. If we need a booster, God willing. And this is what allows you to get this. And, and what's the advantages of this? Very important. What's the advantages? It's a Ruach HaKodesh. When a person goes into a place and he's able to connect to God because he has a good reception, he's able to ask answers that he's, that he's lost in life. He's able to connect to a, 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 a light of oneness. He's able to feel, uh, feel something. And when you feel something, you, you want to grab more. So this is why the Yom Kippur and Sukkot, four days, because it, does, it gives us, Hashem is, is, doesn't give us too much time to sin. So we go into the Sukkot, we don't experience that, that joy in the, in the holiday. Another beautiful insight to the Sukkot. By fulfilling the mitzvah of Sukkot, a person becomes partners in God's creating the world. Whoever fulfills the mitzvah of Sukkot, in this world, the Holy One, Blessed He will protect him from evil spirits. The Zohar says, whoever sits in the shade of Sukkah, the Shekhinah will embrace him and guard him from harm. The Zohar also says, whoever builds a Sukkah, Hashem will protect him from the destructive angels. The Sukkah safeguards those that dwell in t- for the high- entire year, like a mother watching her children. The Zohar also says, by dwelling in the shade of faith of the Sukkah, one channels blessings for future generations. The Pesikah, the, 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 the Zohar says, whoever sits in the, in the Sukkah is blessed by Hashem. The mitzvah of sukkah counteracts misleading and false ideas. If a person's confused, he can cry out in the sukkah. On Sukkot, a, a Jew can rise above nature. So this is a lot of tremendous miracles. The Priyat Sadik says, through the mitzvah of the sukkah, one has the power to overcome his addiction for overeating. We said that also. Rabbi Nachman also says, imagine you can go into the sukkah, connect to that energy and actually overcome an addiction for overeating. It's a big deal. Imagine they publicized that, you'd see a sukkah and you'd basically, you'd see, uh, you literally you go to Amazon, overeating sukkah, everybody would have a sukkah in the whole world. Imagine if we all believe that. One thing is the problem is, is understand, you hear something, but believing, and I told you why exactly, because overeating is, is connected to emotions, and sukkah is connected to faith. Faith is, is I'm, I'm approaching life, overeating, I'm avoiding life. And sukkah is the whole, it's a canopy of faith. 
shows you how temporary this world is. We need to recognize this world, how temporary it is. Nothing in this world exists. This is what one of the one of the main meditations you have to remember when you wake up in the morning, Rav Nachman says, is you have to recognize that you're not in this world. You're, there's this world and there's a world to come. And this is just a lobby. So when we understand that, we, we don't get caught up in every little thing that goes wrong in life. The mitzvah of sukkah has the power for helping people to have children. Rav Nachman also says the same thing that you can have because the sukkah itself you merit a, which we're going to talk about, a, a prayer with tremendous koach. Koach. Koach means energy. Remember, the, one of the best ways when a person is stuck in his head, we spoke about this many times, the reason why usually we're stuck in our head is because our heart's divided. And we have to create that thunder in our, break our, that, that division in our heart. This is the concept of the shofar. So we're able to now pray with koach. When we pray with koach, then we're connected to the energy that God created the 28 letters, which is a beautiful concept. We'll talk about that now. The mitzvah of sukkah has the power to bring prosperity. Why prosperity? Because again, the, the sukkah is numerical value 91. Ahmed is 91. Poteach es yadecha is 91. Um, another name, Sal, I believe, is 91. All of these. All of these, Api is 91, and the 91 is definitely connected to money, and Sukkah is money. So you can understand this concept that they could definitely have, God willing, a financial uh, benefit from this. The mitzvah of Sukkah can bring healing to 248 organs of the body. There's also healing that comes into this consciousness. The Sukkah is a, is a, is a resembles of the world to come. So these are beautiful, beautiful insights. And if you hear the stories in how, how these Sadiqim in Auschwitz, how they, what they did, to go try to fill the mitzvah of sukkah. I mean, you, you, there's many, many stories about how many tzaddikim specifically, how they went to, to almost risk their life to sit in the sukkah to say a bracha for five seconds. So you could see also, we have, uh, we have sukkahs in our lives and we become very comfortable, we become numb. And you should see what people, people tried to do when they, when they couldn't fulfill it, the energy and the amount of sacrifice they did to be able to get to that. This is also... Kabbalistically, the seven days represent also the each each we have a guest in each day, and each day we brings on a specific energy connected to the Sfirot, Abraham, Yitzhak, Yaakov, uh, Moshe, and Aaron, and Yosef, and, and David. So these are the seven Sfirot, and these seven Sfirot, the person can connect to the, he feels that energy of that day. Rabbi Nachman says the mitzvah of sukkah can bring a person to experience the radiance of God's abundance through holy inspiration. Thus, he experiences a special state of enlightenment granted to a person who is worthy to contract levels of godliness that transcends the levels of attainment that have reached through their own efforts. This is a very similar concept, which we're going to talk about one day with David, with, uh, David Hawkins. The more you go into Bittel, the more you surrender and the more you let things go, the more of uh, the energy of love comes to you. When the energy of love comes to you, that's the, ultimately the, the joy of Simcha. Because when you're in a state of oneness, there's not, that's it, you're there. You're there, you see everything is one. It's only when we hold on to these things in our lives, we keep on holding on to things. And these, the, what happens is the more we hold on to things, they create a stagnation in our consciousness. And that causes us to perceive our Creator as unfortunately not as a loving creature sometimes and not as a loving father but unfortunately sometimes it's din this is where we have to really work on 
constantly surrendering. This is a very important message of Rav Nachman Katan. So the sukkah allows you to have that awareness of one. It's almost pretty much what happens when you go grab a drink. When you go grab a drink and you're in a good state, and you're in a peak state, and you grab a drink, and you're in the right setting, you feel that oneness. You feel there's no shame, there's no anger, there's nothing. You feel one. You feel like, a, you feel like wow, where, where have I been all my life? It's pretty much, that's what happens when we can get to that consciousness. So we have to do a lot of letting go. This is very, very important. In the merit of mitzvah sukkah, it brings you purity to your heart. Now, what's the benefit of having a pure heart? When a person has a pure heart, it's very easy. He can express himself before God. You will always find the new and original words of prayer. You see the connection between inspiration? Everybody wants to have inspiration in life. Everybody's dying for inspiration. Everybody wants to be motivated. But Rav Nachman is telling us a very beautiful message. Motivation comes from the heart. When you're motivated and you're all in, and there's no division in your heart, and you have faith, then words come out warm. Understand? The being, having, having connection is, is, is because you've worked on yourself to go all in. If you go all in, words come out with fever, words come out with warmth. Just like you're in a marriage. You're in a marriage that everybody's all in. They'll do anything to fix it. There's warmth. But if, the, if the, there's a division in the marriage, there's coldness. So this is where we always have to go back to the, the concept that if there's cold, the words are cold, it's because the heart is cold. And this is what we have to go back into the heart and fix our belief system, because our belief determines all our actions. The sukkah also is a segula for having children. The sukkah brings relief from strife and divisiveness. Falsehood is cast aside, and truth gains the upper hand. And then the world will return to God. Intense prayer, the land of Israel, and the midst of sukkah are all one concept, and they are depending upon each other. So intense prayer. Remember this concept, but we keep on saying intense, intense, intense. Your creator is very interested in your yearning and motivation, and your desire. You, you get more rewarded. That means if you focus on your desire and motivation towards something, this is why the Torah emphasizes so much time on the preparation for the holiday preparation for the mitzvot because that creates a yearning you understand we have all the holidays we have a preparation aspect there's a preparation because that preparation actually builds the light that you get on the holiday the amount of yearning and desire that you spend on something is the amount of, of that that creates the vessel so when you walk into the holiday this is why in, in, in circles in Rav Nachman circles they, they would pray 30 days before Sukkot they would pray 30 days before a holiday because when they want to get to the holiday, of all the yearnings that they did, the preparation. Imagine a guy's going to the Olympics and he spends 30, 30 days just visualizing his victory. He can almost walk into a victory. He's almost guaranteed to win because he saw it so many times. So the same thing, spiritually. When we focus on, on the yearning and we focus on manifesting and we focus on that, then we're always connected. But when we focus on getting and, and, and getting rewarded, we always walk around with disconnected. So it's very, very important that you're, even if you're confused, believe it or not, if a person even even is spiritually confused, but he, at least he's, he he wants to look. I'm, I was sitting there with COVID for the past week and something. I barely had the head to pray. Who's going to pray? This is who's going to pray when they have a hundred symptoms? <laughs> got the, but I wanted to pray, so I got rewarded like I prayed. Because I wanted to pray. I wanted to, 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 I didn't want to be sick. I wanted. So when you create the wanting, you understand? You get it.
But if you just if you're happy with with just what you get, you don't you don't create that rest. So it's very very important. Remember the concept. It's the desire before. Even if you fail at the attempt, even if you're not successful at that moment, you get rewarded for the 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 intention behind it. The intention and desire is what number one priority on your creator's list. Intention and desire. If those two things are in the right place, I promise you, you're going to get whatever you want in life. If those two things are not in the wrong place, and the, the result is just to check the box or to feel afterwards, you're not, that's why we're not getting the light that we get because our intention and our desire is nowhere near. And where does intention and desire come from? comes from the heart comes from the heart even if a kid wants to speak to you and he wants to show you something and he, he, even if he doesn't know what he's saying but he, you see that he's trying to talk to you you give him a tremendous amount you, it's very valuable in the father's eyes if a four year old can try to you know, sh- show you a painting that he did and the painting looks like a, <laughs> it, looks like, it looks like a mess but you don't care about the painting you care about the, the fact that he tried to give you something that's the same thing as our Creator. He's interested in your intention and desire. Same thing. If you want Shalom Bayit, what's your intention and desire around it? How much time do we spend about it? This is what we're really, really uh, judged for in life. They're going to ask you what your will was. Not, not if you success and, and all of this other things. This is, the, this is all... Um, you're getting confused by that. You get rewarded by intention and desire and this is exactly what something we have to build up in anything we do we have to build that up that's why when you fail and you have the right intention and desire you're not so upset you're not so upset it doesn't bother you as much because you know listen i i I put my heart out whether god wants to give it to me now or not that's not my business that's god's business but you won't be so upset with yourself you won't quit because you know you, the main the main work is intention and desire, and this is where when you have that intense prayer, intense when you have intensity when you pray, that's just a manifestation of how much you want something. You understand how much you want something? Clearly, the Dolphins didn't really want to win yesterday because they lost thirty-five nothing. They didn't. I'm sure they didn't have that much intention and desire. When you have intention and desire, you get pretty much get everything. And, 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 and words coming out with energy, words coming out with koch is just a manifestation of your inner state of being. But things coming cold, it's just a manifestation. You don't really want it. So this is how we know. This is the litmus test to know who you are and where you want to go in life. And, and, and unfortunately... You could say, well, why are we putting? Why, why do we have to go through such hard times to be connected and all that? Why is it such is the whole world? It's because if you got it for free, you wouldn't appreciate it, and that would be worse than anything. So there has to be, pretty much, there has to be the struggle, because if you didn't have the struggle, you would never appreciate the light you had, and then the whole system would would basically would be worth nothing. So this is what it is, and this is where, this is why we have Rab Nachman to hold us, hold our hand. When we're going through these, when we're going through these struggles in our lives, the mitzvah of, of war, the waving of the four species, right? We realize that the whole world, the whole purpose is, is to bring everything together because there's obviously each one of us represents the spine, the heart. The etrog represents the heart. 
mouth, they all represent that it's all oneness. This is why it's very, very important to love your Creator with whatever you got. You understand? The Katorah, the, the, there's a lot of things that were, where nothing is perfect. There, God's always showing us that a prayer is not counted unless there's Roshaim in the Minyan. There's always this concept that even the, the etrog smells good, it tastes good. It's funny how the etrog, etrog, it's a fruit-bearing tree, right? So it tastes, apparently the, 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 the etrog, the process and the price taste the same. That's ultimately, when we're looking at an etrog, we're really looking at the concept of everything is one. That means why am I even bothered when, when I'm, I'm only bothered when I'm rushing the hour. But when I love the process so much, that's the etro. It smells good and it tastes good. You understand? It's a beautiful concept. When you're looking at that, look at the look at the etro, and that, that represents also the heart. The process and the prize is one. It's a fruit bearing tree. This is the ultimately the curse that we spoke about being separated. The fruit of the tree, the taste of the fruit of the tree from Benji Epstein, and the ta- and, and the fruit itself became a separate entity. That means what I'm going through, the cleansing. And the blessing should be one. And you know where Rabbi Nachman shows this all shows this to us exactly. He shows this to us in the process of baking bread. At the end of the day, when you're eating there, you're putting your ten hands on the bread, and you're blessing Hamotzi Lachem in hearts on the bread. You know what you're showing? You're showing. It took me ten steps to get here. Look at the amount of work that I got here. This is why we eat the bread with the with the tastiest and the most burnt area because that represents the last piece of refinement. But just to show you that the, when you're eating a piece of bread, you're, you're not eating, it's not to just come out of the oven. You, the, the amount of process and the amount of birurim, birurim is a, when a person has birur, it means separate. And this is what our job is to always separate the good from the bad. Separate the good from the bad. And once we have that perfect structure, then we have, then we can enjoy it. The same thing with our lives. We always have to go through these these cleansings and, and separation and taking the good from the bad in life and, and focusing on the good not the bad and finding the good points in people it's a constant thing that means when you're looking when you stand there and uh, you got God willing with your wife and your kids or God willing you have wife and kids etc wherever a person is he has to recognize that my, the reason why I have peace in my life is because I chose appreciation over resentment <laughs> that's the bureau. You understand? Another person could be in the exact same situation and he could go into the go into a situation of resentment. He chose resentment over appreciation. So that is also it's like it's like when you when you're finding the good when you're finding the good in somebody, what are you doing? You're separating the good from the bad. You understand? Yes, that person has negativity towards them. Yes, that person has bad points. But you're choosing to separate the good from the bad. You understand? That is, and this is why you get rewarded with peace. But remember, peace does not come, peace only comes after bitterness. Rav Nachman says, peace is a result of handling bitterness the right way. This is why you merited peace. Peace does not come from sweetness. Peace comes from bitterness. This is when the Jews, were, where they tasted the bitter waters at Marah, and then they merited Shabbat. So the analogy is that but there's no such thing as peace. This is exactly why, you know, in order to get healed, we have to take bitter medicine. The bitterness, the bitterness is what gives you peace. We can't look at bitterness as 
I'm getting the wrong lot in life. I got to look at bitterness is the, after bitterness comes peace. So this is where you, you, could, you could ask your creator to handle the bitterness the right way. And we don't want to use the word bad. We want to use the word bitter. And bitter, yes, medicines are bitter. Uh, being sick is bitter. But you know what? After bitterness comes peace. This is something that we can all connect to. As, as the, on the holiday and in, in, our, in any, any time of any success you've had in any area of your life, whether it be business, etc., it's because you properly have handled the bitterness correctly and you properly have been able to find the good points in the situation versus the other points that were not good. And you had a choice, by the way. You had a choice to do that. We have choices in our lives to focus on the good, or we have choices not to focus on the good. And wherever we focus on is what we're going to get. And this is exactly what the, the holiday is about. The, the, the eating is all, Ram Nachman says, is all birur. Birur is all this concept of that. This is why it's so beautiful that, that Ram Nachman really brings the inner aspect and in everything. You can look at a piece of bread and you can think of doing tshuva and see how much process and how much birur. You can look at your your family and see how much work you had to put on yourself, how many hours of his bodidut to be able to have Shalom Bayit. Do you think you're going to have Shalom Bayit today without uh, personal prayer? Impossible. 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 But you, the results of peace is the result of hard work on handling, finding the good and the bitterness. This is what we have to look, look forward to this holiday, God willing, that we should all be able to see this. We should all be able to look at the Estrog as one we should all be able to, to, to look at the, uh, only at the good points in people and find exactly when we look at the good points in people, not only can we change them, but we can change ourselves. And this is where the classic Azamra is. We're very fortunate to have Rabbi Nachman's Torahs to be able to console us in these days, especially. May Hashem help us that we should all have an amazing Sukkot and we should all have a new enlightenment. Again, focus on the purity, going in there with the right consciousness. Make sure you watch your eyes in, in, in the areas you're supposed to be. Make sure you pray with, with energy. person can do his, he can do his bodhidut in the sukkah. It's, even, it's like doing it, you're going to get extra help because you're already you're connected to the energy of the, of the holiday itself. And the sukkah itself has this area of makifan. So you, a lot of the breastfeeders, they spend all the time doing his bodhidut in sukkah because they're taking advantage of that airspace that's already um, spiritually clear. And may Hashem help us all that. Most importantly, we should have simcha. Don't major, in min, ma, don't major in minor things. Don't major. Remember, the sukkah is temporary. One wind can blow the whole sukkah off. Your creator can blow everything one minute. One minute, your, your sukkah could be in your neighbor's door. Remember, it's, you're being sustained by your creator. Get out of this power trip mindset. You're being sustained by your creator constantly. This is why the sukkah has to be so frail. And we have to pray and depend on our Creator all the time that we should be able to, that it should stay there. Because it remembers how, how vulnerable we are to these, God willing, to these, to these fears in this world, etc. Have a great day.